Welcome to the Copy Room Chat, the podcast for educators just like you. Do you want to gain quick tips and tools to use in your classroom? This podcast is brought to you by the Practical Teachers and hosted by me, Renee Hirano and Amy Youngren. We are both educators and moms with 20 years of experience in education. Do you want to thrive, not just survive in your classroom? Then join us for a quick chat in the copy room. Hey teachers, welcome back to Copy Room Chat. This is part two of an episode that we did. Part one was the elephant in the classroom. And so this is the part two to that about remember and redefine your why. And in our last episode with the elephant in the classroom, we took a look at what's happening in education. And even when Amy and I finished that that podcast, we realized that we are really solution-oriented people who want to help. And so we wanted to continue this chat talking about remembering, revisiting, redefining, and talking about your why. Why did you choose education? Is that still the same for you? Does it still hold true? Have things changed? And this is not just because of pandemic, but you know that's sort of what spark- sparked it for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really, you know, even after the episode, right, Amy, we really wanted to continue this conversation about, okay, so we know the conversations, what's happening, what's different for everybody, but right. what can we do to help, right? Right. Right. And so, you know, for even for Amy and I, if we think back on our journey, what came out of this pandemic or what's still coming out of this t- period of time was this opportunity to create copy room chat to continue these conversations um, that we were having alone and have them with others and to share and build a community of educators that we could have these conversations with. Right. And I think actually, Amy, we really kind of like doubled down on our whys and added to them, right? Because I think, you know, when we think about them, we we've added some to them. This, this chat being one of them, right? And so I think we, when we talked about this, we decided we wanted to share kind of our journey in remembering, redefining our personal why. Our, why did we get into education? So Amy, will you start us off and kind of walk us through your journey of working with the why? Sure. Sure. It's been a really, uh, I'm grateful to have had this time, even though it's been challenging and different and so many unknowns. Um, I think that I'm grateful to have had this time. I know it's a roller coaster. We all go up and down like, oh, this is such a wonderful time to be, have all this quiet. And then we're also just anxious for it to be over. But during the, oh, during the shutdown of the pandemic and all the opportunity, I had to be home with my own children and watch them in their education process, watch their teachers, watch my kids, And then having conversations with my colleagues in the district, in the district schools, and watching administrators navigate this new picture for education, there was a lot of time for me to reflect on what was going on for all these moving parts in the education community. And I began to observe and reflect on so many things. So I 
I knew why I came to education and, you know, I knew I wanted to make a difference for kids academically and socially and emotionally. And as I've stayed in education and taken on new roles, it sometimes shifts from being a classroom teacher to moving into more of an administrator coacher role. I knew that my passion was to help ensure equal access um, Mm -hmm. for students and for families. And watching that through the pandemic, um, there was an opportunity for me to see some of the inequities that were coming out. Um, I strongly believe one of the reasons I came to education was I, I believe all children have different needs and they all learn differently. And I think our job as educators is to deliver the knowledge and the education that we have in a way that is fair and that students can all access it in their own, in their own most efficient way. So this abrupt stop to the action, you know, you're zooming along, following your standards, zooming your curriculum, zooming along. <laughs> that, was, that was unintentional. <laughs> you're zooming along, following your standards, going through your curriculum. It's, you know, It's something you know, you know it well. And then this abrupt stop in the action was so unique for all of us. And for me, it caused me to have some time to pause and think about how I see education happening and or not happening. (laughs) And what would my role in this be? What's the opportunity for me to impact um, this community? Um, definitely the pandemic, I think, for all of us exposed the inequities in the system. Um, we definitely saw the places where there um, were holes, so to speak, and where educators and parents were falling short to deliver on what our students and our children really need. Um, and sometimes we know what that is. Sometimes we're told what that is. This is what they need to get by the end of the year. But we need to take a more thoughtful approach about how we're delivering. Are we meeting students where they are? And are we um, requiring from ourselves and others fair and equal access to this? So in that quiet, as I was watching my own students learn and watching their teachers and their administrators and my teachers and my administrators navigate this, I began to reflect on what a possible solution could be and what my part in that solution could be. Now, solution is a big word, because if Mm -hmm. we had it, I would wave a magic wand, but I did start to become really in tune with what my part might be. And luckily I had you to talk to that, with that, with me. And so I think we had a moment of synergy there um, for us to find a place where we could impact this community. So, uh, I, I know a little bit, but how, how was this experience for you through that? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to share that with you. But I, you know what I think, Amy, you and I, we talk a lot every day, every other yeah. day. And yeah. it's funny that we don't always talk about our why. And I'm sure in the beginning right. of our careers we did or we, you know, but it's, it's amazing to me that that is still the same for all of us. You know, if I titled it, like, let me start out with my journey. My why is like, that world-class education for every student, including all those things you said, social, emotional, and academics, and, you know, all of those parts of, you know, being a learner Mm -hmm. and making sure there's fair and equal access. And so we're so aligned, which we already knew, but 
we don't talk about that every day, but when I True. hear you say it, I'm like, yeah, this is why we work and this is why we can, you know, come up with things because we do have a synergy. So for me, this journey last year, um, in the last year really was about when the stop happened, I, I was in this full like freeze mode. Oh my goodness. I know that, you know, that from that March on the stop, as you call it, right. I definitely was in like, wow. And I don't think I had any idea what the next year would hold. Right. We were kind of all just putting together the best we could mm-hmm. in that moment, right. Kind of that crisis management. Right. And then right. what would the next year hold? And I think, for me, when I look back at that August, September, we were, we had always been talking about making 21st century learners. And we'd always talked about students are gaining information in new ways. And I don't think as educators or as a system, we were always moving forward the way we needed to in that. We wanted to go with the thinking, but not uh-huh. necessarily the supplies, the technology, the, the programming that allowed students to to move forward. And I think one thing that this did for me was it thrust it upon us. We were teaching virtually and we were using programs that we had never used and students had never used. And there were, there were tons of bumps along the way, but it was so great. Uh Even I can remember even in hour 30 of planning a new lesson again, thinking to myself, wow, the skills students are going to get from this are going to be so great. The uh-huh. skills I'm attaining from this are great. I'm opening a whole new world of a way to educate students. And at the same time, creating equitable access, yep. right? Because I, it, you know, having worked in Title I schools, having worked with many marginalized groups, you know, I've seen that there isn't maybe as much technology. There isn't as many opportunities for field trips. But what I saw last year come out of this was a lot more access for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of ways. And so what it did for me is it really showed me, it really showed me that we can move forward and we need to move forward into this 21st century learners. And I was thinking to myself, how am I going to be part of that? If I'm able to see this and jump on board, can I help other educators Right. see these opportunities and jump on board right how can i help how can i help in education help more students by helping teachers so i think that was kind of my first the mm-hmm. first kind of like reinvigorating my why and looking at it right i think the other thing you already touched on amy really is that the inequities and like this idea of learning gaps yeah. this idea of missed learning of holes we need to fill right that's like a new phrase holes yeah. we need to fill, right like uh, in education it's not new though i have no. been i have been and i imagine many of our listeners have been experiencing the learning gaps of students throughout our educational career and we all have you know we all have had to increase our tool belt full of differentiation tools to make sure that students are we're filling the gaps and still continuing to give students grade level expectations standards but it got amplified in a way that people started to realize that we one size education doesn't fit all Uh and that just because i teach it one time doesn't mean it gets in Uh right and so i think it also really i realized that with this amplification that 
we needed to continue to make that voice that, yes, it is a problem. There are learning gaps all the time, not just because of this, but there are. And so let's put time, money, resources into education so that teachers can help students, so that we do have the people and the, the right people in education to help students with this learning loss, with this gaps, with these holes we need to fill, right? right. And so I think, that, I think that new groups of people became aware that this is happening or this does happen, right? And I yeah. think, you know, that's part of the system in education where we, you know, we do want equitable resources for everybody. And so, you know, this journey has really taught me that when something comes to light, use your voice to keep that momentum going, right? Yeah. Use the momentum and keep it going because all students with access will gain. Every student, right. no matter which group you're in, no matter where you fit in the in the puzzle, right? right. Everybody's going to get more. And so for me, my why in education is the same, uh -huh. right? It's for a world-class equitable education for all students, no matter what. Uh -huh. But I also had to like refine it and add this whole aspect of wanting to support and mentor teachers, which has honestly always been a part of my fabric. I've done those roles, but really seeing the need for teacher support, teacher advocacy around how mm -hmm. to help teachers m move, right? We have a lot yeah. of, a lot of um, time and energy goes into the first three years of teaching and then what happens. <laughs> right. And it's actually the first year and then what happens. And so, you know, for us, you know, Amy, I can remember those discussions that we had about creating a podcast that would support teachers, give them some practical tools, not all the answers, maybe just a place where we can chat and talk about the same things. Right. Giving them a platform, giving a voice to it. And making and, it know, feel heard. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Amy and I are currently, you know, writing a standards-based elementary math intervention program to fill in those gaps, right? We're just putting those ideas on paper, you right. know, listening to what, what we see as a need and what our skill set is in that need, right? Like, I, I, there's other things I see, but that's not my, we, what do we call it in the last, like our lane, right. right? It's not our lane, but yeah, I, this is something we can fit into. And so that's, I think for Amy and I, we really have tried to be thoughtful in our reflection because we're, we're doubled down. Like we're yep. in it. Yeah. Like this is, it almost kind of reinvigorated us right in that this is what we want to do. And so how are we going to make that happen? Right. Um, you know, and Amy's, Amy's been along for that whole journey. <laughs> um, and so as we were preparing for this episode to kind of share our whys, you know, this quote we found, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. And that's by George Bernard Shaw. And Amy, what does that make you think about? Well, what it made me think about right away is that what we were talking about finding our why and redefining our why. And I think what, what that made me think is life 
might not be about finding our passion or finding our identity or finding whatever your why. It might be about creating that passion, creating that identity, creating your why, redefining it, and then taking this part into the rest of our lives so it can all be more balanced. So we know right now, you know, many educators, administrators, students, even families are leaving the education system in droves to find something new and redefine it. You know, I can, I can teach my student better in my own home. I can, I, I have a new career that, that I want to seek out, but many are also staying (laughs) here. We are. And many of us are also staying in education with a renewed passion and a new sense into what it means to be an educator and what's required and how are we going to most effectively deliver on this vision. So, yeah. And you know what made me think about Amy, when you said, when this whole idea of find, right. That would be like finding something under a rock. And so if you find something, then you just take it on as your own. That's a good point. Right. You find something, right. Like I found $20 or I found something, right? When I find yeah. something, it, I assume it's values, right? That's I assume right. those things. But when I create something, I determine, mm. and it, you might, you might take parts of what you found, right? So if I, if I create my passion, then I, I can create that identity Perfect. and I can, um, I can see what I found in it, use what I need, but also put in my own parts. And I think, you know, that's, that's an important, like a critical, like it's like, it does not semantic, but right. It's just one word versus finding versus creating. But if we think about it from a teacher lens, that's what we want students to do, right? We teach a lesson with the hopes that students can have some transference to make it applicable to themselves, right? right? They can create the meaning for themselves, how it applies to them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's no different for us as educators in this education world, right? It's no different mm-hmm. for us. We need to create for us the the why, the identity, the vision, the passion, the and you know, we just this part of our lives, we do. We need to create that for ourselves. We do. Right? I really like that. You know, when you find something, you take on its attributes as they are. When -hmm. you create something, um, you mold it to what works for you and your passions. And that's what's required of us now. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so I think our practical tip, Amy, which I think we've said here, but it's like, I think, remember it, redefine it and name your why. Right. Write it down. Post it in your classroom, post it on your wall, put it somewhere that you can remember it because there's days when you're going to need it, quite frankly, right? We all need it, right? Right. Some questions to think about, like, why did you get into education? What are your favorite parts of teaching? What difference are you hoping to make? Um, What is the impact you personally can make to affect change in education right now? Right. You know, as you really dig deep in creating your why. Um, And so the other thing that Amy and I want to make sure that we're clear about is that when you're doing this, this is really about creating that identity as a teacher or your Mm -hmm. role in education. But you could use this process in 
with work-life balance. You could right. take this for all parts of your life. And so remember that this is just one part of your life. Don't, don't get out of whack because you, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. You don't want to get, you don't want to knock yourself out of work-life balance. You want to put yourself and create yourself in a work-life balance. That's right. You, you want to make sure that you, yes, education, being a teacher is a critical, important job. And it is, it's a title. Uh, it's part of my, of me that I, I carry with honor, but it's not the only part of me. And I have to remember that sometimes. That's that, what we've learned. Yeah. That's what we've learned here. We need those things, that passion and identity as you as an educator needs to play nicely with your identity yeah. as um, everything else you are, mom, friend, wife, you know, so remember we've that it needs to go together. Yeah, remember it, redefine it, create it, name that why, um, and then keep moving forward. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks so much for chatting with us and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again for joining us here at Copy Room Chat. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and click the button so you don't miss any of the chat. And remember, head over to www.thepracticalteachers.com for more resources and to sign up for our monthly newsletter.